Shameless Media. This episode of Everybody Has a Secret is brought to you by Elite 11 and their Black Friday sale. Shop online and in-store now to receive up to 70% off. Ever wondered if someone's having an affair? If their money is a little suspicious? Or if the rumours about their family are true? We think everybody is carrying around a secret. And this show? Well, it's all about spilling them. Welcome to Everybody Has a Secret. My name is Annabelle Lee. I'm your host and ultimate secret sharer. Producer Eilish is beside me as always. Hello, Eilish. Hi. Hi. And opposite me today is my co-host, Milo Hartill. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hey, y'all. Can't wait to spill your secrets and say stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Say stuff indeed we do say on this show. Sometimes I don't even know what comes out of my mouth, but that's the beauty of it. Well, I was listening to the latest episode on the way here and y'all were nice if oh. I was here I did like a thing with my astrology that was like if you are this rising and this moon then you are this and that and it was like you're a, a faithful replier or a harshest critic and I said that's true <laughs> I, I will that. always reply to you but if you do something that is messed up I'm gonna tell you about it it's good to have good cop bad cop yes so yeah. we will balance each other out mm. I hope Milo we ask all of our first-time co-hosts to elevate a pitch themselves to those at home for those unfamiliar with your work so could you please do the honors how long do I have as long as you need okay. just keep it engaging <laughs> Hi, my name is Milo Hartill. I'm 178 centimetres tall and based in Melbourne. I grew up in Perth, Western Australia, and I'm an actor, performer and model, and I like to content create and make people laugh on the fly here and there. I'm also an activist for being fat and black and being proud of it. Boom. Slay. That was very concise. You were also a voiceover artist, which you can tell from that little <laughs> elevator you just gave us. That was also my slate, minus the end. Like when you do acting auditions, you have to mm. be like, hi, my name is Milo and I'm 178. I'm represented by this person and thank you for watching my tape. So you have to give like your height and stuff at the beginning. I didn't yeah. realise that. So they know if you're short enough to be a romantic lead, which oh, okay. I am not, but I am short enough to be the comedic sidekick so oh but normalize a tall romantic lead i mean you're telling me (laughs) you're telling me milo we always play a game at the start of these episodes today we are playing a game called popular opinion okay here is how the game works our producers surveyed 100 listeners and asked them to tell us something that is considered bad but feels good (laughs) it was actually originally it was originally so good but i I feel weird saying so good on Mike. <laughs> Milo, you and I are working together to try and land on the most popular answers from the audience. Ah, oh. Eilish, what are the rules? Okay, so I have got the top five most popular answers from the listeners we surveyed in front of me. You guys need to get all five. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you three strikes. If you answer incorrectly, you get a strike. <laughs> <laughs> Milo's face is confusion. <laughs> no, my face is I want to win, but I don't understand. 
I'm competitive, but I'm also a little bit slow sometimes. I'm so bad at understanding rules. Yeah. You know that meme where it's like they're just talking at you and it's a blank face? That is me. I'm the woman. I'm that meme from a few years ago of the woman with all the numbers. (laughs) (laughs) I promise it sounds more complicated than it actually is. So if you answer incorrectly, you get a strike. Get three strikes. You lose the game. Mm -hmm. Annabelle and Milo, you're working together. Yes. We asked 100 listeners what's something that is typically considered bad but feels good. Please list the top five most popular answers. Annabelle, kick us off. Typically bad feels good. I'm not a smoker, but I would say for those who are, they know it's bad, but it does feel good. Perhaps. Thoughts? I think that could be a good one. I'm going to lock in smoking. Eilish? Oh, no. Uh, I feel like I have to go to like, you know, in like Sell the Century where they have to like call up the person in the booth being like can we accept that as an answer i no you make the call okay you can call yourself and deliberate (laughs) you know what i'm actually not going to accept that but i'm going to give you some advice (laughs) okay i need that yes be more general so so you're saying that smoking comes under a banner of something yes yes, okay you can work off that milo illicit (laughs) activities okay be less general It's like illicitness. <laughs> you know what I want to say, which is like a, a left field, but I don't do this anymore. Mm. But when I was a very poor uni student, I absolutely would. Theft. <laughs> I <laughs> Okay, that's a genuine strike. I'm so sorry. What? Yeah. No way people didn't say theft. Are you kidding? I was thinking that as well because for those who, not saying we do, but for those who like shoplift, for example, it's bad, but I'm sure they do it because they feel exhilarated. Yeah, well, because there are people who do it out of necessity, yeah. which absolutely in drama school was me. Mm. Like every now and again, I'd be like, oh, you know, I don't I don't have that extra five bucks, but I wouldn't mind a bit of feta cheese. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bougie up my meal. Why not? And you know what? Feta cheese is far too expensive. On the is a bad thing but feels good, I had a friend at drama school who was so rich, like family yacht that could sleep, like 20 rich vibes. And she just enjoyed, she she never stole from shops, but she would just steal from our friends for fun. Whoa. So I never had her at my house because I was like, I don't trust you. But she would just be like, we'd like leave a party and she'd be like, look at this little figurine I got from blah, blah, blah's room. And I was like, why? (laughs) So she'd steal but be open about it. Yeah. That is bizarre. It's a bizarre combination. Well, it was more like, can I do it? Okay. And then would they figure it out? Right. For her. And then like after like a year, she'd be like, hey, here's your Spider-Man figurine. I thought you meant she stole and like didn't tell anyone and then you were all just no. still friends with her anyway. No, no. She's told everyone. Okay. Like she would like come to uni and be like, look what I took from the party, guys. And we'd be like, Why? you're so rich. You don't need. And she's like, oh, no, it's not because I want it. Just because it's fun. Rich Whoa. people things. Okay. We've got two strikes, Milo. This is... So I've got to tread carefully on this next one. Yeah. And so you're saying keep it general. What about cheating? For some people who cheat, again, I have to preface everything I say with, for those who do it, not that I do it, but if you do Whereas I said, I stole, I stole. (laughs) (laughs) But like, yeah, I guess people do it for the rush. Cheating. I can see it in your eyes. Yes, Yes, it's cheating. Okay, number four on our list is an affair. Number four. Yeah. So we've got many more above that. You know what I'm thinking? Not that this is my belief, but I feel like maybe more of the general populace of the listeners would be women aged from late teens and up 
and I feel like maybe like eating sweets or sweet oh. treats. Very good, Milo. And actually, I wanted to preface that answer with that kind of speech because I don't think we should be like, eating junk food is bad, but yeah. people do feel like eating junk food is bad because it's number two on the oh. list. And you got our demo really right. Our demo yeah. was like 18 to like 30-ish. Yeah, and I feel like unfortunately with the media landscape and like the way that, you know, more mainstream media is like, women are bad if they aren't healthy and exercise all the time and are really skinny. It's literally so sad. <laughs> I know, it's really, really sad. <laughs> I actually have nothing in my brain for this next one. I want to say something like sex related. I'm looking at Eilish for, okay, no, she's giving me nothing. Mm. As in, she's giving me no <laughs> in her eyes. Is drugs one? Oh, yeah. yes, Milo. You got the number one answer. Well oh, done. Yay. That was really good. Is yeah. like That's drinking, something about drinking on here? No, because oh. that would fall under the drugs umbrella. Oh, true, because alcohol is a drug. And I think that might have been your third oh drug. <laughs> no, oh, Annabelle. They ruined us. How many did we have left? You got three, so only two that, left. Milo, that was you. Actually, I think you won the game. I know no, there are no got, winners. You got one. Yeah, but it was... I reckon if we were competing, you would have won. Me too. <laughs> because I got two answers and one strike. <laughs> I struggled us out so bad. What were the others? <laughs> okay, so number one was drugs. Number two was eating junk food. Number three was popping a pimple. Oh. Yeah. Number four was an affair or mm-hmm. cheating. And number five was gossiping. Oh. I feel like gossiping is unfairly on this list, just as eating junk food is unfairly on this list. But that's just I my opinion. I feel like gossiping gets a bad reputation because it's a thing that's more associated with women. Women, Mm -hmm. yeah. One. But two, I think gossiping can be bad if it's mean-spirited. Like if you're behind someone's back being like, that person's a bitch and I hate them and they're ugly. Yeah. But if it's like, (laughs) hey, have you heard blah, blah, blah? Is that real, do we think? And it's also like a sense check. Because it's mm-hmm. like if you do say something or you're thinking something that is potentially mean-spirited, if you throw it to your friend and they're like, whoa, too far, then you're like, oh, okay, cool, and you can just like recalibrate. <laughs> Absolutely. And also on your first point, it is like men generally don't speak to each other. So it's like yeah. just because women talk, it doesn't mean that it's But bad. I feel like men do gossip, but it's just like bro chat. Bro chat, yeah, exactly. Milo, let's do some chatting ourselves and get into it. It is time to hear today's secret, which producer Eilish will read out for us. I had a seven-month affair in the first year of my marriage and I don't regret it one bit. Oh, what a sentence. Okay. <laughs> what an opener. I'm I trying to channel you and be like, I'm open-minded. Yeah, okay. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Everybody makes mistakes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I have been with my husband for 13 years and we've been married for six years. I love him dearly. He is my best friend and has grown into being a really good partner. But things have not always been smooth. The year we got engaged was particularly stressful and tense for both of us. He was completely checked out of our relationship. And I was in a very stressful job working for more than 60 hours a week while planning our wedding by myself. I was seriously considering calling the wedding off and even ending our relationship when the chance to change careers presented itself. Hoping this was a way to reduce one major stressor, I jumped at the chance. It was at this point that I met Victor. (laughs) 
<laughs> we do make up the names here. Who chose Victor? Hey, it was not me. <laughs> okay, I'm glad that you made up the names because I was like, you cheated on your husband for a guy called Victor. <laughs> I don't want to be... Look, I firstly am... I'm a bisexual, but very on the lesbian leaning end. And I'm like, God, I could not imagine choosing a man, let alone two men, and one of them's called Victor. Victor. Really, girl? <laughs> it was at this point that I met Victor at an interview to work in his restaurant as a cook. I instantly felt a connection. He stared into my eyes the whole interview. The interview quickly diverged from the usual interview questions to a discussion of our passion projects. He asked me to come in the next day for a trial shift and I readily agreed. The shift started normally with another general getting to know you chat. He then asked how long I'd been engaged for and how I met my fiance. I kept my answers short, almost brusque. Talking about the early days of our relationship was a painful reminder of how bad things had become and I felt physically ill whenever I thought of the wedding. He could tell that I did not want to discuss my upcoming nuptials and moved the conversation along. Things got a bit flirty as we nerded out over roasted golden beets, chorizo and cheese sapres. I don't know what that is either. (laughs) And cheese. Say it with a French accent. It's like sap. Oh, Oh, that was very, very excellent (laughs) Eilish. Well done. Nothing inappropriate there. After my trial shift, he offered me the position, but the pay was far too low to allow me to take it. I was devastated, but knew it was probably for the best. Despite all my reservations, I married my fiancé. Predictably, I was miserable and regretted the whole thing. Six months into our marriage, a co-worker asked me to pick up lunch for her. As luck would have it, she'd ordered takeaway from the restaurant where I had my interview. This was the first time I'd been back since my trial shift. I went to the counter to pick up my food and was caught off guard to see Victor bringing out my order. His face lit up with the biggest smile as he walked towards me and my heart skipped a beat. He said he'd seen me from the kitchen and decided to say hi. He asked how I'd been and I laughingly said I didn't think he would remember me since it had been over a year and I was just one of a dozen interviewees. To that, he said, of course I remember you. I could never forget those eyes. I was breathless. (laughs) I support it. It's getting hot in here. (laughs) I have no idea what inane drivel came out of my mouth after that, but I survived the conversation and quickly left. I posted a picture of my lunch to IG with the caption saying, thank you for the tasty lunch and tagged the restaurant. The restaurant account liked the photo and as did an account I'd never seen before. I clicked on the profile and it was Victor's personal account. As I stared, he sent me a DM saying it was so good to see me again and that I was welcome back anytime. I went back several times over the course of the next month. Each time I saw him, I felt that spark. I knew I was playing with fire, but I didn't care. I was let off work early one afternoon and stopped in for a coffee. It was slow at the restaurant, so Victor was behind the counter manning the register. Once again, he lit up seeing me and I glowed. He cooked my lunch himself and held onto my hand a little too long while giving it to me, maintaining eye contact the whole time. I made up my mind at that moment. I went to my car and slid straight into his DMs. I asked to meet up sometime for a drink to discuss advice for my cooking blog. He agreed and we met the following Sunday at a local bar. It was the best conversation I'd had in months. 
He eventually asked me about my husband, but I changed the subject fast and ordered another round. He told me a little about his family, how he became a chef, and what he did in his limited spare time. We had so much in common. We had the same taste in music, movies, TV, and politics. We spent several hours nursing our drinks and talking. He walked me to my car and lingered chatting for a moment before giving me his phone number. I texted him as I watched him walk to his car. I knew what I wanted from him, and after that meeting, I knew I could get it. Oh, work. My confident <laughs> queen. We texted for the rest of the evening. Texting turned to sexting, and soon we planned to meet in person. A week later, I went to his house for the first time, and that night I had the most amazing sex I've ever had. The affair lasted for seven glorious months. Oh my God, I miss, I had a computing error there and I thought it's, it was like the sex lasted for seven <laughs> months. I was like, whoa, wow, whoa, she really is confident. <laughs> which, which I guess it did, but wow. <laughs> I learned so much about myself during this time. I regained the confidence that I'd lost. I started pursuing my hobbies again. I started living my life without waiting around for my husband to join me. I started having fun and smiling again. Being with Victor made me feel sexy, smart, interesting, and more like myself. It really helped me realize my own self-worth. I figured if someone like Victor could value me, I should start valuing myself more. The weirdest part is how much it helped my marriage. I found myself being more patient with my husband and less resentful of his inattention. If he played video games all night, I would just leave the house and spend that time with Victor. If he didn't want to spend time with me after work, I would leave the apartment to go spend time with my friends by myself. I would sometimes go out alone and just walk for hours, enjoying my own company. We stopped fighting so much and I started to heal. My husband noticed that I no longer seemed to care about his actions and it was a wake-up call. He even went so far as to comment on how I seemed just fine with not seeing him. And when he did seek me out, I was warm and friendly, but completely unbothered by his recent absences. I told him I realized I didn't need him to live a happy, fulfilling life. And so he started to prioritize me. He even got professional help for some of his issues. To this day, he does not know about the affair and I will never tell him. Oh, Victor and I agreed to stop seeing each other the week before Christmas that year. We both went into the relationship knowing it would not be long-term. Despite the problems in my marriage, I was not ready to leave my husband. He was considering a serious relationship with someone he'd been talking to, and I encouraged him to pursue it. Our time together is something I will always cherish and look back on with a mixture of joy and wonder. It was perfect, and I'm so glad it happened. Oh my god. I will never get tired of listening to cheating stories. There's this like confused intersection in my brain where I'm like, bad, cheating, bad, bad. But then I hear the juicy stuff like he was staring into my eyes and then we had sex. <laughs> and then I'm, and like, where I go Slay! like, yes, girl, get it. <laughs> what were your gut reactions when you were reading that, Milo? Don't marry someone that you don't like and seems to not like you mm. is my thing. Secondly, just get a divorce and then if you fall back in love and work on it, get back together. I wonder if the husband had an inkling that yeah. something was up because all of a sudden he put in all this extra effort. I mean, like, although we were given a novel for this secret, we don't know exactly what the husband was thinking. But my spidey senses are telling me he knew something was up. Something was going on. Milo, we're going to talk 
much more about this because there's a lot more to get through. But mm. we'll do that right after a break. Black Friday has finally arrived and I am so here for it. I find Black Friday sales are the perfect opportunity to tick off some things on my holiday list while also treating myself. And trust me, this Elite 11 sale is not to be missed. As we all know, Elite 11 is home to the very best activewear and they are offering up to 70% off everything. Everything from their loungewear to activewear to accessories. Some of my personal faves are the Aura shorts and the Aura bra. They are perfect for every kind of workout. I love to wear them to a Pilates class or even on a little hot girl walk around the park. To make the most of Elite 11 sale, head in-store and online to get up to 70% off from now until December 3rd. Thank you so much to Elite 11 for making this episode of Everybody Has a Secret possible. We are back from break, Milo, and I'm going to dive straight in with a question, a bit of a big one, and there is no binary answer, I guess. But Milo, do you think cheating is ever a good idea? I think maybe if it helps somebody realise that they were in a bad situation, yes, but I think that the after stuff is important. Mm. Like either A, telling the person, I was feeling really unloved by you and I sought that out elsewhere Mm. and this is how... You made me feel. I acknowledge that what I did was wrong also, but blah, 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 blah. Or cheat, be like, hey, this is how I felt. I don't love you anymore. Bye. Mm. But what this person is saying is that she had the affair and it kind of made her rediscover or re-realise her love for her husband. Is that correct? The husband changed the behaviour because of... But he doesn't have the full story. And as much as I don't think he's in the right either... Mm. Break up. Yeah. Her and her husband had been together for 13 years. And six years married. So they've been six together years for married. seven years before that. You yeah. had seven years to figure that out and the year of engagement. Yeah. Both of them. And I'm also like, for the husband, I'm like, I mean, I understand that people when they're going through times of struggle can like, or if you're having like a mental health moment, which I feel like men don't talk about as much, you can maybe not treat people in the way that you desire. But if you really love someone and you're about to get married and you can't show them any effort for the wedding, no. It's a huge sign for sure. And also any effort that like things will change eventually or that you are putting in some sort of effort or some sort of plan to be better. Mm. I'm really curious about what drew this listener to Victor. I like Victor. I don't like the husband. Victor, though, also knew that this listener was married but I controversial opinion I think that the other person in a cheating is not to blame I think it's like morally maybe not incredible Mm. but you're not the one in a relationship you're not the one hurting someone else like the other the other woman or Mm. the other person isn't to blame value yourself people are always going to think you're hot whether you're married or not it's not like you get married and people go ugly (laughs) but with this relationship it was going on for 13 years so I would imagine there'd be an element of not feeling that kind of rush and that that sense of desirability from this listener's perspective which is why I kind of don't condone but I get the affair because it was so exciting like she laid out so many exciting details about the way Victor made her feel I think it's all like 
as is everything, it's on a spectrum. I don't think the other person is to blame. Definitely not as much as the person perpetrating or the person in the actual marriage. Perpetrating. perpetrating. <laughs> you must go to jail. <laughs> the person in the marriage, the person actually cheating on their partner. But surely there is some responsibility if you know the other person is in a relationship. Would you agree? No. no. <laughs> I don't think so because it depends for me like how close your proximity is to the relationship. Like I, a few years ago, had uh, somebody that used to be my friend cheat on his partner that I became really close with because he was my best friend. And he Mm -hmm. was like, you have to be friends with her or else she'll feel like she's not included. So I was like, fine, I'll be friends with her. And then he cheated on her with two of our other really good friends. And then we caught them in the act, (gasps) the rest of our friend group coming home from a party. Oh it was God. so fucked. It was so fucked. You should write in. Yeah. <laughs> Can you please? No, I don't need to. I'll just tell it. <laughs> I'm not friends with them anymore. So you walked in. We walked in on it. It was oh, so heinous. And I was fuming at everybody involved because I was like, we're all friends with the partner. You have now done this to her. You live with me, my friend. I was like, I have to see all three of you. Like, I do not condone cheating in any way, shape, or form. Just be in an open relationship. Grow yeah. up. Like, yeah. you are in a group, a gaggle of gays are your closest friends. Like, wh- <laughs> <laughs> what? Grow what? up. That is insane. Yeah, it was insane. Yeah. And then they tried to, uh, it, was, it was very funny. I Like, we walked in on it happening one friend started vomiting in the toilet because we've been on a night out. So like one of the friends who came in, he walked straight past it happening right in the house. And then I walk in, I hear the moans. I come to the door. They all stand up butt naked and are like, let's have a hug. I was like, you better. I said, I know where all of those fingers have been. Do not touch me. Stay away. Picked up one of the couch pillows to try and run after me, covering their junk. Like, we love you. Don't be mad. And I was like, get away from me. As if that's yeah. how they decided to respond. Like, come here, give me we a cuddle, give me a cuddle. I was like, get your mouths and hands and orifices away from me. <laughs> so how, did your friend who got cheated on, how did she find out? She didn't. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, because we're not, like, I wasn't, I was only friends with her because of the other person. And she was like, to me, what happened? And I was like, I can't say because he is my best friend. But I think you know. I think you know. Yeah. I think we know. I think we all know. I think you need to break up with him. And she did. Yeah, she did. Okay. Thank God. The way you handle that is very commendable because you've respected your friendship Friendship with the perpetrator. (laughs) With the perp. (laughs) But you've also given really wonderful advice. Absolutely. And she was like, she got into the relationship with this friend of mine and was like, well, ex friend of mine and was like, oh, you know, it's just really nice to be respected. Like, I feel like I haven't been respected. And then he went and did that. So that, I really don't respect cheating extra because of that. Mm. And like knowing that there are ways that you can have relationships where it's not monogamous and you don't have to be like, I am with this one person for the rest of my life Mm. and therefore can only feel attractive to them and not to anybody else. I wonder if this is me trying to put myself into the mind of a perpetrator. (laughs) But I wonder if one of the reasons why they cheat instead of suggesting an open situation is because of the thrill of it. Like this woman, mm. for example, I think a lot of it has to do with, as we were saying, that like self-esteem boost and the excitement in meeting someone new yeah. because she's been in a 13-year long-term relationship. Again, I, how many times do I have to say it? Don't condone cheating. But I imagine that it's like 
that kind of rush of excitement that is getting her going and is why this lasted for seven months. And also, like, I get people feel they can't leave relationships Mm. and trapped, essentially, in relationships. But I just... Then again, this is coming from a 23-year-old, pretty liberated person, free love, blah, 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 blah kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, that's the sound bite. Free love, blah, 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 blah kind of guy. I should have put that in my elevator pitch. But I guess it depends on her dynamic with the husband as well. Like if it was like psychologically unsafe or physically unsafe or emotionally unsafe for her to leave it. Yeah. Then I can understand it, but we don't have that information, so I'm assuming that that's not the case, mm. in which case, hashtag leave him. What do yeah. you mean? Men don't deserve gorgeous women. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm definitely with you there. I'm just curious about the details in this specific story, because I don't think we've we've heard a secret like this where the cheating, she's saying it's improved her long-term relationship with her husband. She's not thinking of telling him, of breaking up with him. She thinks that that seven-month affair can just exist on its own and kind of act as a way to help her in a way figure out what she's doing in her current relationship. And she's just going to move forward with this man. And I imagine there'd be people listening to this thinking that this listener could continue on without telling her partner because doing so would maybe unnecessarily hurt him. So if we're following that line of thought, do you think that there is a possibility that that could be healthy for them? Maybe, but if he doesn't know about it, it's. I don't think it's good. Mm. I feel like I'm really digging my heels in here. I'm like, I will die on this hill. No, I like this. I like this. I will die on this hill. <laughs> but if he doesn't know about it, then that is a flaw. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't communicate about it, I feel like that's a flaw. Okay, hypothetical. She decides to tell him. Yeah that I had this seven-month affair, it was glorious. Perhaps omit that detail. (laughs) It was the best sex I've ever had. of my life. (laughs) But she decides to tell him and voices all the things she voiced to us. This made me realise that I want to spice things up perhaps in our relationship or the fact that I saw you respond to me being less present and you ended up changing some of the things that I didn't like about you, essentially, (laughs) and now we get along great. All I didn't like about, like, us. Yeah. Yeah. She voices all of this and is like, it's not happening anymore. I've ended it. I just wanted to tell you because like communication, we love and I love you and I respect you and I want to give you the truth. I don't think it would end well. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I think it would end. I think they would break up. So you don't think there's a possibility he'd be like, okay, very hurt. But yeah, we can move forward. Because it depends on the kind of person he is. Yeah. If you were him in that position, how do you reckon you'd navigate it? Well, I think if I felt that my partner needed an itch scratched that I don't have this itch to just I can't <laughs> <The> scratch. <laughs> then I would be like, and it was someone that I really cared about. Then I'd be like, right, how do we work through this? If I got cheated on, I couldn't stay with the person, but I would hope that I would foster a communication and a relationship with someone that if they had the desire to sleep with and pursue other people, but they still loved me, that we would talk about it. I do think it's interesting that in this quite long submission, our listener doesn't mention once the possibility of potentially they might be wanting to explore ethical non-monogamy. And it's like, babe, like do some reading. (laughs) And also like people change and you can't expect one person to give you everything that you need in terms of social and emotional and romantic connection for 
yourself with them, but them with you for your whole life. I yeah. don't know, that feels so, like friendships <laughs> even yeah. evolve and change and shift. Like I, I live with my best friend from high school. We've been friends for 11 years now. Slay. And our friendship and us as people have changed so much. And we've been so lucky that we are both still in each other's lives and that we, I think, communicate really well as friends. But if I told... 11-year-old me and 12-year-old her that we would be friends in the way that we are now and the things that we get up to as adults and they would never believe it and I think that that is the same for everybody. Yeah and for these people perhaps there wasn't that openness and that willingness I guess to change together and then she decided because they were perhaps growing apart to try something new. Which is so fair. Yeah. Just talk about it. Yeah. Mm. Like feeling the need to try something new like this I imagine is only natural You've just got to communicate that to your partner before actioning anything, though. So to the, because I'm sure this listener will be listening to this episode. Firstly, hi. (laughs) We hope we've given you some sort of, I don't know, advice, whatever this was. I would say break up with him. Yeah. Because I don't think the way that it's gone indicates anything. Or talk to him. Or Or talk talk to to him. him. And if it goes well, slay. And if it doesn't go well, then dump him. Yeah. (laughs) Guys, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Milo, thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome to the show again. Yo! And Eilish, as always, thank you for being here and reading out that very, very lengthy secret. You did amazing. You ate, Diva. You ate. And with that accent, ate, ate, ate. (laughs) If you guys have a secret you're itching to spill, feel free to email your secret to us at hotline at shamelessmediaco.com. Everything we read will, of course, be kept completely anonymous. As for socials, you can find us on Instagram at everybodyhasasecretpod and on TikTok at everybodyhasasecret. See you next Friday. Woo! Bye. This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hello, guys. Mish here. I am the co-founder of Shameless Media. Thank you so much for giving us your ears and your mind and your time. We're so grateful. If you enjoy the stuff that we produce, may I recommend our brand new podcast, Style-ish. Style-ish, if you want to say it quickly. Style-ish, if you want to take the long way through. It is our podcast for all things fashion, brand, business, and beauty. If that is in your wheelhouse, if you care about style content, you will love this show. It is, of course, more than just a show as well. It is a newsletter. It is an Instagram feed. It is a TikTok account. There is so much good stuff going out on Stylish every single day starting now. So in your favorite app, search for Style-ish. Give it a listen. Give it a follow. We are an independent media company and we would be so, so grateful for all your support. That's all for me, guys. Check out Stylish and have a good one.